Welcome to the Just Off Glen podcast with your host, Christy Alexander, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and change makers. Just Off Glen. Hi, listeners. Thank you for joining us. I am Christy Alexander, your host for the Just Off Glen podcast and the founder of WorkSmart Coworking and Meeting Space, a professional workspace and friendly community to help you do your best work here in downtown Glens Falls. In this episode of the podcast, I have the privilege of speaking with Amy Toman. Amy is a platinum Google product expert and digital consultant. Amy spends time volunteering on Google's forums, helping small business owners manage their Google business profiles. And today she's sharing her experience and expertise to help us. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, it's nice to see everybody. Well, to talk to you and, uh, you know, just hopefully, hopefully reach out to some small business owners. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here because I think that, um, this podcast in particular is going to bring a lot of value to our local business owners. I'd love to start by you sharing uh, a little bit about yourself and telling us um, exactly what it is that you do. Oh, cool. I, uh, I've been online forever. I used to have this in my bio. I don't have it anymore. But I sent my first email in 1987 before there was kind of a, a, a graphical user interface for the Internet uh, I worked on Wall Street for several years okay. and I started working for a niche uh, website provider about eight years ago and uh, that that I progressed. I left there. I started my own agency for very small businesses, small like solo businesses doing SEO. And then from there I progressed and I still I still do that. I also have a day position. So I work in legal SEO and I work in with small businesses and I am a Google product expert, which means that I spend a lot of time volunteering on Google's forums, helping small businesses. The reason I do it is not only because I, I really do vibe with kind of small business owners who just have don't have enough information to kind of effectively manage their Google listings. And also because I just, I, I always feel a debt to the kind of the niche businesses that I started with. I've learned so much from them and they've been so lovely to me. I'm speaking at a conference in the fall for them. And um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. And the reason why I am, when we say I'm a platinum product expert, uh, there are about five levels okay. um, and I'm the second to the highest because I spend too much time so, in their volunteering. So that's, that's where we are. In right. your volunteer hours. Well, that's awesome. Well, um, you've been a huge help to me. We've uh, troubles, been able to troubleshoot some uh, different issues, and that's been really helpful. So um, I'm glad to have you join us today. Uh, I'd love to really start by breaking down for our listeners what is um, a Google business profile. Oh, okay. Back to simplest the way, Simplest way to describe it. Simplest way to describe it. You know, when you go onto your phone and you type in, you know, pizza, pizzeria, pizza place near me. And the first little things that show up, it'll usually be a photo, the name of the business, and then how to contact them. Right. And say, if you want to learn more about reviews, then you would click into that as well. That's a Google business listing. Right. They're called Google business profiles, right? Google 
I always get it wrong, Google business profiles yes. right now. And a lot of businesses, a lot of businesses pull in more than 50% of their leads from these things. They are free. You, It's not hard to, to either start one or if there's already one out there for your business to um, claim it. But it, it, it's frustrating because they're really, really, really helpful. But sometimes you just can't figure out how to get to do what you want to do. Right. Because the directions are are sometimes they're not as transparent as I think most people would like them to be. So that's what a, that's what a Google listing is. So what are some of the, the difficulties with it that different business owners experience? Like when you say get it to do what you want it to do. Sometimes... Uh, you will find when you start your business, you or rather, if you've had your business going for a while, sometimes you may find a listings already there. Google has or someone has created it and you have difficulty figuring out how do you control it, right? How do you how do you what do you do to fix information that on it that is incorrect? That's that's a, a big thing. And then people just just like they don't know what to call it to go into to find to find the directions directions are there but a lot of times the issue is what do i actually search on to get to that point right it can feel like going down a bit of a rabbit hole so for example we are located at 237 glen street in glens falls this location used to be td bank so you're saying for example if someone wanted to go and establish a google business listing and you know if it were me i wanted to go in and establish it as Work smart co-working and meeting space, but TD Bank has already claimed that listing at that location. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah, but you know what? That also brings up another um, another thing that we sometimes see, which is that say you you said that there had say there had been a business there, say that that TD Bank that you brought up has now closed, right? The branch is totally closed, mm -hmm. and a new business moves in. That's sometimes difficult also because somebody may have not closed on Google the TV bank. So then it's the question of what do I do because Google won't let me start a new listing because the old one is still is still live. Right. And these are these are all questions that we see on the forum. We hear it from friends. You know, basically, what do I do when? And, and it, it's hard because you want to be able to gain that. I have somebody in my area who's got like 200 reviews on a pizzeria. And I don't, I don't know if that's a national term or not. Um, pizzeria, I, I, just what I grew up with, so calling it a pizzeria or a pizza place. Um, but we have one and they have not claimed it. And I keep telling them to and they keep getting the postcards. And then they just kind of sit there and they don't know what to do. Goodness. So... It, it, it can be frustrating, but but what what the goal should always be is for you to claim it so that you can log in and you can make sure your information is accurate. That's that should always be the goal. And so, when you talk about the information, what is the information that you're referring to? I mean, you know, your hours, a description of your business. All, all of that. It should be the name of your business. Um, the address, well, you always have to have an address to to register a Google listing to begin with, but the name of your business, the address, the phone number, the email, um, not the email, the, the name, the address, the phone, the website. Um, then you'd have photos, you know, like what does the front of your, your business look like? 
What does your sign look like so people can find you easily? Uh, these are all things that really, really become important, again, for people to find you. Then there are issues like people will leave you a review. And you want to be able to, to respond to that review so that it comes, you know, from the owner. Um, there's also, again, you want to put up information if you, there are little things called posts. Mm-hmm. And while not necessary, they're nice to have up there because there are additional little bits of information that you might want to put out to the world. Like either we have something new on our um, on our menu or we are closing this area temporarily or we have a new staff member. All of these things can be done in Google Posts. But again, you can only do that if you have claimed the Google business listing and you can log in and make your changes or your updates. And you can only claim the listing if you've got an address. So I wanted to circle back to that because the address is is a very valuable piece. Now, where do you stand on small business owners who want to establish a Google business listing at their home? Here's here's the rule. If you have your business, first of all, your business, the address you use for your Google listing should be the address on your uh, documentation. Here's the thing. Google only allows you to have the address showing if you have signage. So if it's at your home and your house is, say, you know, in a development or or in a neighborhood, and if they do not allow you to, if that home or development, wherever you are, does not allow that town development, does not allow you to put signs up there, you are not allowed to have signs or you choose not to put it up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot have your address show on the Google listing. On the Google listing. So a lot, I, I, there are so many, we could spend an hour on this list topic right. alone <laughs> because there are so many permutations of problems that people have had with these. So in general, you can use your home address. You can use a commercial address. You can uh, use addresses that you control. Meaning if you have, say, a home office and then there are franchise locations, you can do that. You cannot, say if you are a small business owner and you have people spread out throughout a county, you cannot use their home addresses because you don't control those. Right. So you can't use those. You Usually you will have, you can have technically kind of, you can have two. You can have one for the, they say, a home office or a corporate office. And then you can have one for each um, kind of legit address, meaning a, a franchise. A franchise would have paperwork that could be could be linked to that specific location. Mm-hmm. It could have utility bills. It could have insurance. It could have a lease or a rent statement. Those are totally cool. But you can't have somebody working out of there, somebody who works for you working out of their house, and then you're using their house as a location. Right. You also, because I this is one of my interesting topics, you also cannot use a post office place. It's like it can't be um, it can't be a U.S. post office. It can't be a mailbox, et cetera. It can't be a UPS. The first thing to remember is all of those all of those places have their own Google listings. So don't use it figuring, oh, nobody will ever notice. They will. Hey, this seems like a great spot to break in and talk about how you can be around others who really understand the challenges you face. WorkSmart is a place where entrepreneurs like you can find inspiration and encouragement from others who've been in your shoes. Our members include successful business owners, leaders, and industry experts. 
They connect and share insights and experiences on everything from, say, starting a business or nonprofit to overcoming obstacles and achieving growth. Celebrating wins is more fun together. Visit WorkSmartGF.com to book your tour. Stop trying to go it alone. Come discover the power of connection and collaboration. Now let's get back to our conversation. And uh, the problem then becomes too, is that if you get suspended, if you were listed at this, um, say you were listed at a UPS store that's in the middle of your town, Google will then recommend you, and this is another totally other topic, Google will recommend you around the address for everybody recommends everyone based on the address to which you register the Google listing. So if you register the Google listing at a UPS store that is far from where you live and then you get suspended and you have to change the address for the Google listing, Mm -hmm. you're now going to be recommended or close to wherever that new address is. That's another reason not to register your listing at a place that you, you know, that is not your home or is not your commercial space. The other thing is, and I know I've mentioned several times, sorry, uh, co-working spaces have their own set of rules. Um, in, in a co-working space for the address, you cannot use a co-working space unless you have a defined space mm-hmm. with your business signage on it. If you, you have to have um, staff members there at all times, you have to have your own phone number. Right. So if you have all those, then you're usually pretty cool. The problem becomes that's what some people do that becomes really sticky is say the co-working space is on the second floor, takes up the entire second floor. Mm-hmm. Have to be able to, the co-working space has to make sure, I don't know who's, whose job it is to do this, but you have to make sure that people are not using your exact address. Right. Like if you're saying the co-working space is 200, People who are your clients should not use Suite 200 because right. if both of you are using that, Google, first of all, if Google could make a decision and say flat out, they're going to show one, not the other. But right. also, if you have more than two businesses sharing a space, one of them is going to get um, suspended. Yeah. And uh, yeah. You, know, you have to hope it's not a co-working space. Yeah. As a co-working space, we've gone to great lengths to research, you know, what what are the expectations that Google has for us and how can we um, monitor that so that we can provide a Google business, you know, so that our members can have a Google business listing so that it doesn't affect our Google business listing. So here at WorkSmart, we, um, our members have offices we provide the signage so our members have signage on the street front door as well as on their individual offices. Um, they receive Perfect. their mail here, so all of their documentation can come with their mail on it. Um, so we're, you know, we're checking all the boxes, and it makes me proud that we're doing that because that's, you know, one step for our members being able to establish, a, you know, their real true business here and grow their business here and meet their clients here. And, um, you know, one thing that I'm that I'm understanding with Google's uh, requirements is that at the end of the day, what they want is for their customers and your customers to be happy. So if 
if um, Lisa's um, bookkeeping service is registered with a Google business page at the UPS store and Lisa's client walks up to the door and wants to inquire about her bookkeeping services, but lo and behold, she's not there. That's what Google's trying to avoid. And so one thing to remember, too, with registering uh, your home as your Google business address you will get clients that show up at your home. <laughs> so you have to be prepared for that. And and yeah, that's a very and it's a very, very interesting point because I have had some people who say, I definitely don't want my address to show. And I'm like, you still have to have a legit sorry, legit address. You cannot say, well, because my listing, my address doesn't show, it doesn't matter. I can use what no, you can't use whatever. Because even when you get suspended by Google they you are going to have to first of all right now if you don't have your address show there's no way to see what it was because of the way google has it set up at the moment so you have to kind of hope that you set it up correctly um but just in general if you get suspended you have to prove that whatever address you were using is legit and if not you have to put in the new address and then again it's going to change where you were recommended. Mm. I had somebody who was actually the New York State. Yeah, New York State. And she, I think, and she had purchased a, uh, a franchise area, but she lived 45 minutes south. She got in trouble with Google for, uh, it, was, it was actually doing too many edits within a short period of time. And yes, that does sometimes happen if there mm. are certain situations. Anyway. Uh, she ended up having to put her, she originally used a mailboxes place. She ended up because that was located in the franchise area that she, you know, bought. Well, when she got suspended, she had to, I pointed that out to her. I said, cause she had already gotten denied for the listing to come back. And I said, um, you can't use that address. It's not a legit address. They won't, you know, you can do whatever, but they're not going to let you have it because it's already, you know. That that you, mailbox's place, so she moved everything back to her house. But remember what I said that she lived forty five minutes south of that area. Mm -hmm. So now she's being recommended by her house. You know what I mean? Google is no longer is no longer recommending her in the area forty five minutes north of where she is now located. Yeah. So if you start out by being all legit you're fine, mm -hmm. but getting suspended can have unexpected consequences. Right. So you want to try to have everything correct from the outset. You really do. Um, so you mentioned, uh, you know, post, um, and I set a reminder on my calendar so that we go in every Monday and we post a picture we post about um, an event coming up. Uh, we post about an opportunity to become yeah. a member with our office. But um, I would love for you to share with our listeners, you know, why that's important to to be in there. What does that do for your profile when you're in there consistent and you're posting and you're sharing with your customers what's happening within your business? Oh, it, it, it does. I, I will say some of this is anecdotal. 
um, in my experience, you want to go in and you, because Google thrives, I shouldn't say it's anecdotal because I do have several other SEOs who would back this up in their discontention, that Google thrives on interaction. Mm -hmm. They want to see you going in there. They want to see you adding Google My Business posts, uh, checking your services, um, adding photos of, of the services of people providing the services that you offer. And, and answering response, uh, responding to reviews. Mm -hmm. I have, I, I do Google um, self-promotion, sorry. I do Google My Business audits. And one of the things that I do, I have at the back, so I have a schedule for those. And what I, but what I talk about is exactly what I said. So that, and what you said, which is having a basic schedule and saying, okay, I'm going to do this twice a week. I mean, I, I talk, tell people, you want to add photos, you want to add Google My Business posts, you want to respond to, you, you want reviews, you want to go through all of this. Because Google seems to really thrive on that. So like where, say, a restaurant would inherently be getting a ton of reviews so that they always kind of have that interaction. Smaller businesses, um, professionals, you know, uh, uh, an attorney, accountants, um, maybe plumbers, they don't always have that. I mean, sometimes it's just it's put like pulling teeth to ask somebody to give them a review. Sure. So you have to look for other things that you can do when you're not just in there to answer, um, to respond to reviews. Mm -hmm. So as I said, those things are things like adding photos and uh, and posts and going and looking at, at your services, things like that, because Google wants that interaction. They want to see that you are busy that you have not closed. Mm -hmm. um, they, oh, and something else, and this is something that I don't know many people are aware of. At the end of the year, and I'm sorry if this is a little off topic, but it's important. <laughs> At the end of the year in December, Google has said that they are going to start going through and they are going to get rid, start deleting accounts that are inactive and have been inactive for, I believe, 18 months. Oh, wow. 18 months to two years, I bet on the reason I'm bringing this up, <clears throat> excuse me, is because say you have a ton, a ton, a ton of reviews mm -hmm. and you've been around for six, eight years. Well, some people do that. They create, they're like, well, I want to give you, uh, I want to, I want to give you a review, but I don't have a Google, a Gmail. I mean, how many of us haven't heard that a thousand times? Mm -hmm. Well, somebody will create that. Oh, here you go. Here's how to create one. Here's how to create a Gmail. So you create a Gmail and then you never go back into it. Well, what's going to happen at the end of this year, something for people to remember is in December and it's not going to stop. It's just going to be this rolling effort. If you have not interacted with that, <clears throat> excuse me, that account, Google will uh, probably alert you and they're going to remove that account. So that's, that's, you know, that's something to remember because if you realize that you had I'm sorry. If you had a thousand reviews and you start real and you notice you're losing like, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 mm -hmm. a month, that that that's a possible reason why, as opposed to them being filtered. That's good to know. They make it really easy to get yeah, reviews, they though. They make it super easy. Um, so as a business owner, we can share a link to get reviews, but it's it's right there. Um, how important do you, would you say that the reviews are, do you think that business owners um, have the tendency to underestimate those customer reviews? I'm one of those persons that 
um, one of those people that read reviews. Um, my daughter, she will find restaurants and so forth um, via Instagram. I still use Google. I'll go to Google and I'll look up, you know, restaurants near me, coffee shops near me, and I will read the reviews. And that's how I know where to go. <laughs> so I think that they're rather important. Do you feel yeah. that business owners tend to underestimate the customer reviews? Um, you know what? I think the tide has started to turn and people are are more aware of it. Um, we have one client and uh, somebody sat down with them <laughs> and basically went back and forth and beat it into them and said, you have to get reviews. And this person has gone into way overdrive and has tons of reviews. And like as many as, as you would expect a restaurant to have, but it's for a professional service. Mm-hmm. And that person's um, that person's visibility has gone up, okay. gone up, gone up, gone up. I mean, they're doing other things as well to be visible, but still. So, yeah, I think people are starting to realize the importance of reviews. Um, no matter where I get I, I my insight as to, you know, OK, somebody recommended this restaurant, right? Maybe your local Facebook page, uh, wherever, where somebody in your neighborhood said, oh, there's a great restaurant. Yeah, I always look at the um, Google reviews. If it's a product, you know, if it's a product, you would go to Amazon, whether you were going to buy it from Amazon or not, because mm-hmm. Amazon has the most reviews, right, of, right. of almost any platform. And it's the same thing with Google, especially with restaurants. Um, I would definitely go there first. What that says, though, is in terms of the business owner, you have to make, in my mind, you have to make it easier for people to leave them. Right. Now, one of the things that you do, I know you said you send a link to people for stores where you might not have any real interaction with them. It's like they didn't make an appointment to get into your store. They just walked in off the street and said, oh, I love this and want something. Um, in that case, one of the things I would strongly recommend is um, a QR code. Of course, you may have to tell people how to use it, but right. <laughs> having a QR code by the exit, and that's something that would bring somebody right there from their Google, from their Gmail account leave a review the one thing i do want to remind people do not ever two things one two Mm -hmm. do not ever offer anything in exchange for a google listing right i mean they're not as bad as yelp yelp you cannot even you not cannot even say leave us a review but google you can you can say that you can ask them you can offer them links whatever but you cannot give them something even the chance to win something cannot do that and if you're reported, you will lose all those reviews from the day that that started. And the other thing, um, don't ever buy reviews. Right. Buying reviews, fake reviews are not hard to, for somebody to suss out. I've gotten rid of thousands of them. Hmm. You're welcome. But what that's doing is that is making the reviews that you see more legit. Right. Hmm. I mean, nobody wants to see a thousand re- fake reviews and then 100 real ones. Right. Because that is going to give you a false impression of that business slash it's also unfair to the others in that in that competitive, you know, in that geographic area. You know, it's not it's not fair if you're busting yourself to get legit reviews from people who use your services, buy your stuff, come to your shop. And then somebody else down the street is buying a thousand reviews. Right. That's that's not right. No, it's not the way it should be. And that's right. that's one. Of, that's the primary reason why I don't like it, because I feel like somebody is getting more attention for their by um, using kind of nefarious means. Right. And I don't think that's fair. 
Right. No, that's unethical for sure. Um, and how about responding to reviews? Important. Oh, responding to Important. reviews. Oh, and so one other thing I want to say about reviews too, and this will go into responses. Responses, definitely re you want to respond because again, that's another form of interaction. Google notes these. Um, and just so you know, nothing in your responses, they don't, that doesn't affect your, it doesn't affect your rankings. The whole idea that you did, res you responded is good. Um, the, but don't think that you should be using keywords or anything else. Google has said that doesn't matter. <laughs> just be nice, be right. professional, move yeah. on. Um, and, uh, but the other thing I was going to say is just your responses in general are, are a very good thing. Um, and what's really cool about reviews is also is that Google will sometimes quote from them. So in as much as you don't want to tell somebody what to what to do per se or what to write per se, I always say if you could possibly mention the service that I provided that you liked. Mm -hmm. And then I just leave it at that. And, and then usually, you know, I've got a, I think I've got like a hundred and something reviews and people are very, very nice and very generous. Mm -hmm. But, but it was cause I said, you know, you have a chance. Could you mention what, you know, what we worked on together and, and what the, the outcome was. And that's really helpful because again, Google will, will quote those if, if it, ma if it matches, you know, the query and all. Yeah. So reviews are a great thing to have a side, a side, um, positive, a positive benefit is when people, uh, if they leave something that Google can then quote, because they that also tells Google something more about your business. And um, yeah, uh, in as much as you want to respond to all reviews, uh, I would not necessarily load up keywords or anything. Just, you know, say, thank you very much. We appreciate your response, something like that. If you had a negative review, uh, I would also be polite. I would be very polite um, and just very polite and very professional. If you believe there's something going on with that review that it should not be showing, you can go in and report that from your um, from your account, and hopefully Google will agree with you. But Google Google always makes the final call on that. Okay. Well, I I love having a Google Business profile, and I love that it's an opportunity for myself as well as for the members here, and um, it's just for. For me, it's another way to be able to engage with a customer or a potential customer. And so I like that you made the point to um, not load up keywords, um, but just to be authentic in your responses and in your connections and the pictures that you put up and in sharing the services that you offer. Um, what are some I will tell you that, that I want to point out about that. Photos are to me a big deal. And it's because you want people to know what to expect. Right. Right. So so in the in the case of, say, a co-working space, you want people to be able to see, say, like, you know, say it's not on the first floor. Maybe it's on the second floor. They have to go, you know, upstairs or an elevator. Uh -huh. That would be good to let people know. And then once they get upstairs, if you're not the only space on that floor, you know, give them an idea. Elevator lobby, suite number, you know, arrow. And then once you get there, show them the door that, again, has a suite number on the side. Right. Yeah. And it's nice to give an idea to people of what you offer. Like you can sit there and text and say it, but if somebody sees you have free coffee going the whole day, that also says a lot to people because some people just, you know, they learn differently. That's right. what you say. Good but point. it's helpful to show people what your amenities are, 
in addition to, say, putting them on your website and putting them, you know, in some aspect of your Google listing. Um, same thing I always tell people for services businesses. You are, um, say, you're a plumber or an electrician. Don't show me a, a water heater. I don't want to see that. And I don't care about your tools. Now, if you were standing, if you were there, you know, standing next to something you just finished working on, you had a branded shirt. You may have been working, but you look reasonable. You know, you don't look like you just kind of, you know, ran in from the beach or something. That's going to shine a nice light on your business. And it's also going to show people that, you know, you're not going to get some grumpy person coming in and, and providing that service. So I've always been a big fan of, for services businesses, having humans in the photos. Good people point. don't think about that right because you're like well all i'm doing it's like, it's like if you're a dog walker or a pet sitter people put their put their pets on there or the, the pets that they work with and i'm like mm -mm, mix it in and always show them providing the services that you say you offer you know it it, it really is a better exit better way to represent your business and and the services you provide great points great points um, I like that about a service-based business, particularly the the construction worker, the plumber. Those are some great tips. Um, yeah, because people want to see, uh, like, they also want to see things like branded vehicles. You know, who's going to actually right. show up at their house, right? Right, especially if it's somebody say new to the area, or if you're new to the area and you're looking for, say, a plumber or somebody, being able to see that branded vehicle up front. And knowing maybe who's going to show up, maybe there's a photo of, you know, a branded vehicle with like five people standing in front of it. That's great. You say, because you'll say, oh, okay, I have an idea of who's going to show up. And that's really, really helpful. Right. Right. So um, any common pitfalls that we should avoid when setting up our Google business page? You've shared, you've shared some, some of the things that you've seen and, and experienced Um, the biggest one, as I said, is address. Make sure you're using an address that is um, that is legit and for which you have supporting documentation. Um, I understand that if you go if you don't have a commercial space and you're not going to um, you're not going to say rent an office, you have to uh, you have to then you do usually use your um, a place that you control like your home. But just remember that if you do that, wherever you register your business, that's where Google is going to represent you. Okay. So like, um, I, I, there was somebody who was asking a question on the Google My Business forum the other day and they said, uh, I, or actually someplace else. And they said, well, I extended my service area 300, 300 miles and I'm not being seen there. And again, if you go back to Google represents you around kind of if you consider yourself the centroid uh -huh. and you're and there's a circle around. Well, Google doesn't re does not send you 300. They will not recommend you 300 miles away. They will recommend you depending on where you live, two miles, five miles, 10 miles. If you're if you're in a very rural area, maybe 20 miles. But they're not going to recommend you 300 miles away. So you have to kind of keep that in mind for when you put an address in there. And then other common pitfalls, um, people not using all the categories that they could use. Category, the primary category is usually the one that most people can figure out. Um, but there are other categories for things. Again, uh, you know, you can say you are an 
uh, a personal injury attorney. Mm -hmm. But what if you also do criminal? You know, by not putting criminal in, you're missing out on opportunities. If you, um, there's also, I think, trial lawyer and there's um, wills and estates lawyer, things like that. So, so you want to make sure that you have all those in there. There is a tool I will offer called Plepper, P L E P E R dot com. Okay. And Plepper, you can look for categories and they are current and they do have, you know, you can, you can find all sorts of similar categories. Great tool. Everybody uses it, industry standard. Categories, uh, like I said, you you often it's a missed opportunity. Hmm. Um, and then I would say services. Services now can be seen on desktop for for when they were first introduced for about a year. They were only seen on um, on mobile devices. They can now be seen on desktop in in certain in certain uh, iterations. I should say certain okay. ways you can see services. So what you want to do is you want to look in your services every now and then. And make sure that they actually apply to your business. We had somebody who did not do a certain type of, of malpractice and was very specific. And they kept getting calls for it. And we couldn't figure out why. It's because Google had added it and we had rejected it. And then Google added it again. <laughs> we oh, have boy. to keep going in and saying, no, they don't do that. You know, they don't provide that one service. But again, you want to make sure that they, the services that you see, wh whether they were added by Google or suggested by somebody or you put them in there, that they all do apply to your business. So categories and, um, and services, really, really important. Those, those are two big things for, for being found, and they will be quoted by Google. So um, I think those are the biggest missteps. Oh, and then another thing, adding, um, adding terms to your title. You're not allowed to add anything other than uh, either your, I, I'll say in the U.S., your, say that your LLC title, or if you have a DVA, you can use the title of the DVA. So like my, my listing, I have, a, I have an LLC, but I use the DVA title. I got suspended for something that had nothing to do with my Google listing, like five years ago it happened. And I immediately figured out what the issue was, but the paperwork that I submitted to Google I submitted my LLC, I submitted my DBA, and then I submitted other things that were in the name of the DBA. So that'll work because I have like a chain. But that's that's something to remember. Your your title needs to be something for which you had full documentation for. Okay. Don't add your services. Don't add your location because Google will basically say, I don't think so. And it's not that you'll necessarily get suspended for it, but once you are suspended, they will not bring you back. The same thing with, I was talking before about service area, right? If you extend your service area, it should be within two hours of driving time. If you extend it further than that, you won't necessarily get suspended. But if you get suspended for something else, they won't bring you back until it's fixed. Great to know, for sure. I tend to speak very densely, and I apologize for that. I give people a lot of information in a very short bit, so... Sorry. Well, you know what? I My hope is that whatever's missed, they'll go back and listen to it again. Um, if anybody's listening that's like me, I take notes. And <laughs> so I'll usually listen in the car and then I'll re-listen and take notes. This is important stuff. And I think that it's great information uh, that they should take note of and that could really go a long way to helping them establish a really great uh, Google business listing. So um, you mentioned that you provide audits um, can you tell us a little bit about that and how listeners can get in touch with you? 
Sure. I, um, I, I, I provide audits for Google listings and uh, it's, it's almost it's entirely content. I tell you if you have any suspendable elements, you know, things that if either Google sees it or if you're you are reported by somebody, uh, you can get suspended because those are bad. And um, and then I go through each element and I give you ideas on things that work, either, either things that you should expand on or change or update. Things like your your photos are lovely, but you need to add humans into them. Or this is great. This would also be to your advantage. Or these are great photos, but they're all dark and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Google has said they don't want dark and fuzzy, you know. Right. Um, but I go through every element of them, including your your posts, give you ideas on if you should post and if so. Yeah, obviously everybody should post and what you should add to them. I also have about two pages dealing with reviews, why you should get reviews, how to request reviews. Uh, once you get reviews, that you should respond to the reviews and uh, a bit on reporting them if they are not um, if you don't think that they are appropriate. And there are quite a few reasons why they are not appropriate and they can get taken down. You just have to know how to kind of, you have to know which one to to report. Um, but I do those and um, I can usually get them back to people within um, one to two weeks. And people can always contact me at, um, at Amy, A-M-Y, at, it's, I'll say it out first. It's amtdigitalconsultants.com, but it's A-M-Y. T digital consultants.com AMT digital consultants. Awesome. And I'll be sure to link to that in our show notes as well. So thank you so much for being here. It's 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 a tough thing. I will say that um, Google listings are tough because you're at the whim of another company. It's all your information at the whim of another company. So um, besides doing audits in case it comes up, I also do reinstatements if somebody's google listing goes down or if they have odd questions if people just want to send me a question <laughs> sometimes i can you know is this something i can is this a, a, a bad review that, that i received is it something i can report I, I will let them know and i will say yeah you know report it and use this you know do it based on this reason so if anybody ever wants to send me questions i'm, I'm usually answer within 24 hours if, if not less Awesome. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate all the information that you've shared with us. It it, it can be a challenge, um, but I think that it's well worth it and it can be done right. It can be done well and it can be successful for your business. So um, I appreciate all that you've shared with our, our listeners tonight. Well, I wish everybody the best of luck. Google listings are free, but you kind of pay for it because there's a lot of nuance to them. So, you know, I just I just hope that that people have kind of learned a little something. And I again, if if anybody has any questions, please contact me directly and I'd be happy to, uh, you know, I'd be happy to answer you because there's like I said, there's a lot of nuance going on there. And when you're getting more than 50 percent of your leads from your Google listing, you really have to babysit. You have to know what's what's going on and, and what's happening on it. So, like I said, I hope I hope this helps. Excellent point. Yeah. And and when you're getting 50% of your leads from Google, then it's it's worth babysitting for sure. <laughs> so thanks again for being here. And thank you listeners for joining us on the Just Off Glenn podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast was recorded at WorkSmart Coworking and Meeting Space in downtown Glens Falls and produced by Black Mountain Visuals. 
Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Join us again next time. We'll meet just off Glen.